It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less Pisscast. And uh, today is like kind of the last day of this run of summer weather that we've had here into October. It's been insane, though. It has it's like, been ridiculous. It was 25 degrees yesterday, the day before. So uh, I watched the news in the morning, and there's a real meteorologist who is describing what's happening here. Because normally, out east where my parents are in Ontario, they're always bragging about how lovely their fall is, and then we get mm-hmm. the crap. And this year, it's been the complete reverse. It's been awful out there and unseasonably cold. Is it La Nina? No, it's well. Actually, I don't know the tep, like the, the the term or if there is one for this. But what's happening is, I guess the pressure is just very different. And normally, it's more wet on the west coast in BC and stuff around this time, and that somehow pushes the air, warmer air, further east. But because oh. it's been super dry on the west coast, and they've actually had a drought, and they're actually like. I don't know, holding on to water right now and stuff. Um, the warm air is just sitting here that instead. The warm air is just sitting, and so we've been enjoying it instead. I'm like, I like this. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Nope. Uh, Saturday, they're saying high of plus three and potentially snow. So that is we're a, getting it. That's a drastic change. Sure is. I saw another one of those memes where it's like, this is one of those weeks where you will experience all four seasons yep. in the same week in Calgary. Totally. So. It's funny, when I, when I saw the weather this week, I have this ridiculous photo and it's where there was the snow on the cars and then the leaves were on top of the snow (laughs) i was like that's that's truly calgary right there this doesn't make any sense the order in which this happened is backwards no no it's gonna be one of those (laughs) few days for sure um well that's good we'll take advantage of the nice weather today and then get ready for whatever's coming this weekend uh on today's show we're going to talk about uh well we have a heritage moment of course it being wednesday Talk about Halloween decorations, quiet talkers, uh, another phrase that I'm not really feeling these days. Um, Shauna's friend, is he a hoarder? Isn't he? You can be the you can be the judge. We're going to talk about greedflation, this term that you might be seeing in the news and what the federal government is trying to do about it. I honestly think it's a big waste of time. Um, the goat of websites. Got a shout out a business that's doing their very best despite uh, being up against it these days. A spooky story about a friend who may have been visited by the ghost of his dad. First, you're out of context clip of the show. I can hear the chirps. I don't know what they're saying, but I can hear them trying. Nope. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I saw a pretty funny vanity plate yesterday. Uh, it was on a beautiful red Porsche convertible. Oh, amazing. Couldn't see what model of Porsche it was. Okay. This is interesting. I don't know if you know this, but uh, apparently with, with... So with Porsches, you would know this, that the... The cheap models look very similar to some of the very expensive ones. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't really know what you're looking for, it's like that's a Porsche, but is that a you know fifty thousand dollar Porsche or like a two hundred thousand dollar Porsche? They, Which, if you're a modest person, I'm sure they appreciate that. I think or, so. If you're somebody who wants to be flashy, you're probably like, I'm gonna go for something that looks more obnoxious. I think you're right. I think yeah. like certain car enthusiasts are attracted to that because they have all the guts of a really fast car, but don't look. Yeah, that much. They don't. They're not like Lamborghini. You don't flash, drive. You know? That's clearly a Lambo. Right. Yeah. It's maybe still a Porsche. It's still a really nice of car. Oh yeah. Huh? Um, a friend of mine who's owned a few of them. He told me that one of the easiest ways to tell a good rule of thumb is if it has one tailpipe or two. Mm. If it's got one tailpipe right in the center, he said it's typically one of the like the lower end models of Porsche. Right, and yeah. if it has two tailpipes, it's probably a bit 
Makes a bit sense. beefier. Yep. Don't know if that's true or not, but he's owned some of them. And that's what he told me. Anyway, uh, this one, this this bright red one I saw yesterday with the vanity plate had two tailpipes. It was a nice one, uh, and the license plate said zero zero kids, like two zeros, and then kids. Double O kids. Yeah, and if I'm interpreting that correctly, he's saying he paid for the car by not having kids. He has zero kids. That's pretty funny. Not just zero kids, but two zeros kids. And now he's got this sick car. That's good for you. Actually, it's funny now that you mention it, because I remember seeing a really nice car. I forget what it was, but it had dink. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you're like, yep, double income, no kids. That's uh, why you have that nice car, probably. I can totally appreciate that. It was a beautiful day yesterday. He had the top down, enjoying the breeze through his full head of hair, which he probably hasn't lost prematurely due to the stress due to the stress of having children and he was just loving it he was just enjoying his life so you yeah. know what good for that fella i mean flaunting it is a bit strange it's it's an interesting power move but good for you sir it's slightly obnoxious a little obnoxious nowhere did he lie no nowhere did he lie this is true you know what without kids i might be able to have a porsche too yeah there you go but and I wouldn't trade my kids for all the Porsches in the world. Oh, but I mean that guy looked like he Glad was he having just a had to cover pretty the good time there. yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> the BNS and Twenty Minutes or Less podcast. So this is kind of spooky. Uh, but a friend of mine, his dad passed away about fifteen years ago now, and I think we've talked about this before. But uh, he's the one who, on the day of his dad's funeral, he was wearing his father's wedding ring. And his brother and him were tossing around a football, and then all of a sudden they saw the ring fly off his finger and into the grass. And of course, the two of them were like, oh my God. So they started searching, and the whole family got out there and they were searching the grass high and low, and they were trying to find this ring. Couldn't find it. So they all kind of, you know, left and went to bed. And my friend then woke up the next morning and he checked his pants pocket, and the ring was in the pocket. And him and his Whoa. brother was just, they, they both saw it. They both saw it like fly off the finger and they were like, I don't know how that happened. Can't explain it, but that's that's what happened. Uh, so his brother and him got together recently and they haven't seen each other in a while. And I guess they, uh, they were chatting about their dad and they got laughing about it and stuff. And then all of a sudden, it, down the hallway, they hear this massive crash. Like, what the hell? So they walk down the hallway and this medallion that my friend had on the wall, and it was a, a medallion of his dad's that he'd had framed, and it was hanging on the wall for years and years and years. It was on the ground several feet from where it was Whoa. off the wall. And just, like, had fallen off the wall and just randomly hit the middle of the floor in the hallway, and that's where it was. That it is kind of like, spooky. Very strange. And there was no windows open, so they just they can't figure out for the life of them how this thing... Got off the wall. It's been there forever. Just all of a sudden just fell and wound up in the middle of the hallway. Huh. So. Whoa. Just kind of, uh, you know, a little spooky, but also if you believe in that sort of thing, you know, and think that there was, maybe it's it's him just showing, you know, hey, I'm here and yeah. hello to, to them, then that's maybe kind of comforting. And like deep down, I don't believe in that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I always think that, I think people badly want to believe. Yeah. So they perhaps ignore signs that would explain it. Mm-hmm. But right, sometimes it doesn't seem explainable. No. And the, those two instances, too. Yeah. yeah both of them weird. are very, yeah, it's just like, hmm. Similar to that, I think I maybe told you this story one time, but some family friends of ours, they were having dinner with their adult daughter who was in town visiting, and uh, the grandma had passed away not that long ago, and the daughter and the grandma had been very close. And while they were chatting about grandma at the dinner table, in the china cabinet behind them, uh, a Ukrainian Easter egg that Grandma had painted, a pasanka, mm-hmm. fell off its stand, like yeah. undisturbed. It sat there for 
for years, and then it just like rolled out of its. St- How? Yeah. It it's doesn't very make strange. any sense. Like I said, there might be an explanation for it. Yeah. But it, I know, it's and still just so weird. You can always try and come up with an explanation, I guess. Like with the ring thing, it's like maybe they saw something else fly off. But if it wasn't on his finger, it's just, how does it wind up back? Don't know. It's very weird. Maybe it's just, yeah. But anyway. Um, and you know what? If he finds comfort in it, then... That's it. Great. And yeah, then maybe great. it is him, and that's awesome. And if it's not, and he finds comfort in it, also great. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Can I give a shout out to someone? Yeah. Life Touch, the company that does school photos. So they're still doing school photos? They're still doing school photos. That's absolutely insane. And they're fighting an uphill battle these days. No kidding. I know I'm not the first person to make this joke, the observation that like school photos has to be a tough business in 2022 because... Every day is picture day for our kids, yep. right? Like, we have thousands of photos of our children. That's why I'm, I'm so shocked because you were saying that there was picture day, and I was like, the fact that that still happens. It's funny. It's the, crazy. The comedian Hasran Minaj, yeah. uh, he, he's in his new stand-up special, he, he kind of made this, this joke, which I thought was interesting because it's been made like a thousand times before. And it's like the promo for the special on Netflix that like... oh. We don't need picture day because every day is picture day. It's like, yeah, the joke's been made. You're a professional comedian. Anyway, um, it was school picture day recently, and our kids brought home the proofs. And damn if Life Touch didn't take the cutest photos of these kids that I've ever seen. Really? Oh, my God. McKenna and I looked at them and were like, this is aw- this is ridiculous. They look so cute. Are they Can- all like that, though, or did you just get a particularly good photographer? Because I feel like... I don't know. The the photos that we took with Life Touch growing up, they weren't great. No, I think they've gotten a lot better. At and I think, like, I remember the photos they got of the boys last year. Were I guess awesome you have too. to, again, because they know the competition is. Yes. Deep, so. so they have really. I don't know if they are sitting on some, like, ultra cute top secret technology where they put some filter on your kid. There's a cute I, filter you could put. Oh, that's funny. I'm not sure. It might be. Like I said, we have thousands of photos and videos of our kids, and none of them are as cute as the ones that Life took, like the one photo that Life Touch took. Hilarious. So they're doing something there. There's some sort of sorcery going on because we don't need more photos of our kids. And we nope. saw them, we're like, okay, well, I guess we got to order these ones. So we ordered prints. They got the cute expert chained up in the back. They like, do. You, you do some things, figure out how to make those kids look damn cute, okay? Yeah, I don't know how they're doing it. Wow. But, uh God bless them. They're keeping, them. they're keeping themselves relevant Seriously. in a very difficult game right now. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I don't know how I got thinking about this, but this is kind of just an interesting thought process for you. What would you say is the greatest website of all time? The GOAT of websites. The GOAT of websites. Mm-hmm. That's a big one because there are a lot of websites. There are a lot of websites and there are a lot that have been very influential in the internet and it's coming to be so yeah. I, I mean I, I know what my answer is right off the bat so would you say Google no oh no I wouldn't what would you say I mean you could make a really strong case for Google and all of its all of the other Google tools yeah only because it's the place to find all the other places right yeah it's kind of the the op- the, the opener to everywhere else what, well, what like a you? directory to other websites it, it really um, is but I mean like Google Maps is incredible yeah Google News is pretty incredible like, like Wikipedia is incredible Wikipedia was going to be my, my uh, answer in my opinion the greatest human achievement is the the, is the moon landings the Apollo missions mm-hmm. that's the greatest thing that humans have ever done we left this planet and went somewhere else that's yeah. incredible uh, the second greatest thing that we've ever done I think is the internet for all of its good and all of its bad yeah and Wikipedia is the most the most pure and noble application of the internet, in my opinion. 
Like the, You'd put Wikipedia over Google. Yeah. The goal of taking all of human knowledge yeah. and putting it into one place and making it free. And I know Wikipedia has its problems. Yeah. There's problems with the editing process. There's problems with inaccuracies. I know that for sure. But the, I mean, the idea behind it and what they have tried to do, in my opinion, is one of the greatest things that humanity has ever done. And it's why every time that little bubble comes up asking you to donate on Wikipedia, I always donate like three bucks because I'm like, this is quite the project. But like without Google, we couldn't ask the internet things. And how many times during your your day do you go on to Google or somebody goes on to Google to ask a question? You know what I mean? Like, Personally, I probably use Wikipedia more than Google. Mm, interesting. So you'd go there first, but how would you know how to like search it out from Wikipedia? If you know what you're looking for. Yeah, I suppose you can in specific for... Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, Google's a fine answer, but to yeah. me, it's it's like less of a website and more of a like a tool to get to other websites. Which, without it, I think, again, we wouldn't be able to access the entire rest of the internet. Yeah. And you also have to think that like Google was not the front runner originally. No. Like, we used Yahoo. We yep. used... AOL, Al Ask Jeeves. Alta Vista, all these ones. And yeah. then Google, like, crushed them all because it was yes. superior. Yeah. It turned and out still, better results. Do you ever go on to certain computers and Google is not the automatic, like, search tool and it goes to some stupid... And you're like, it's this offensive. is not going to get me to... And it's awful. Every time I'm like, nope, you're not getting anywhere. Give me Google. Where's Google? Are there any other websites that are even in contention? Well, I was thinking, like... Pirate Bay or Napster at that time when it was like the first way to be able to to download music or to get, you know, that access was kind mm -hmm. of big at the time. Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in terms of just like the impact they've had on the world. Yeah. And Facebook had a huge impact when it first came out. Now, not so much. It's just your grandma and aunts posting memes. But back then. Yeah. Right? I mean, people forget how influential Facebook was. It was huge. But. So that would be another one I'd put in the conversation. But. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's got to be Google or Wikipedia. And in my opinion, it's Wikipedia just because it's more noble Interesting. than Google, I think. Yeah. But it's tough. It's I don't bit, know. It's, I'm, it's, I'm narrowing down. I, I'm not sure I'm sold on Wikipedia yet. It's one or the other. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Got a message from a friend of the show, Jamie. And Jamie made a pretty good point. He said... There are other search engines. There have been other search engines. There have been other encyclopedias. Said, but only Amazon has really changed the world to that degree. Yeah. Like as a single website, it said it's it, Amazon has completely disrupted the way that commerce works in the world. You're right. In like good even, ways and in bad ways, and yeah, like even think about the number of prime vehicles you see on the streets these days. It's spooky. That alone is insane. Yeah, that is so many jobs and so many vehicles, and that is all just to deliver the stuff that we get on Amazon. Like that, that's yeah. only part of it. Not to mention like Amazon Video and Prime and all that. Yeah. So he might have a case in terms of like real world impact mm -hmm. and global impact. Totally. It might be Amazon. And yeah. like it also feels like Amazon's just kind of getting started. That's how it does feel. It feels like we're at the we're at the very beginning of a real change in the way that buying and selling works in this world. So yep. um That's so, a great point. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean it depends how you determine greatest, but in terms of biggest impact, I think Jamie's got a real point with Amazon. Definitely.
The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. Move in sooner to one of Shane Holmes' quicker possession duplexes. Starting from the 490s, these 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit shaneholmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. BNS in 20 Minutes or Less. Well, I'm sure, like the rest of us, you have noticed an increase in your grocery bill, Sean. Holy hell. Yeah. It's insane these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and earlier this week, the federal government voted to do a probe into what they're, they're, they've termed the greedflation of these big grocery chains. Right. They're jacking up prices. This was put forward by the NDP. It was supported by both the Liberals and the Conservatives. So everyone seems to be on board to try to get to the bottom of why we're paying so much for groceries specifically. Um, and I know there's been a lot of noise made about like the record profits posted by grocery stores in the last few years. But it doesn't make sense to me because it's it sort of suggests that corporate greed is a new thing. That like just in the last two years, these big grocery chains decided to start gouging us and well, making more money. Yeah. And not to mention, like, there has been some research done into this and people are saying that, to be honest, there really isn't that much more profit being made the prices are going up because it's costing suppliers more and everything, everything is costing more. So it makes sense that this is then going to be passed on to the consumer, does it not? Like, Well, you've, I think you hit the nail on the head there. There's there's like profits. And if you look at absolute dollars, then yeah, you're seeing bigger dollars. Like they posted a yes. profits of 300 whatever million dollars this quarter versus last, last quarter. So yeah, the profits are going up, but that is to be expected when a dollar is worth less. Mm-hmm. And the and all of their costs have gone up too. Yeah. If you look at profit margins, though, there hasn't been such a big increase. And there's there have been plenty of experts weigh in on this. Our friend Trevor Toom wrote an article about this uh, and found the same thing. Yeah. There's a an interesting dude from Dalhousie University. He calls himself the food professor, Sylvain Charlebois, who has said the same thing. I was reading another one from a University of Toronto professor, and they're not seeing evidence of this quote unquote greedflation. No. And that's kind of what I thought when I first heard the government making a bunch of noise about this and even, you know, just everyday people making noise about this. It's like these companies didn't just get greedy over the last two years. What else has changed over the last two years? Well, and what's weird to me is like if everything else is increasing, let's say, by 10 percent and so is groceries. Does that not make sense? Like everything else is going up in cost. Groceries also would go up in cost like this is all happening collectively. It's part of inflation, is it not? Like, I don't know why we're singling out grocery chains. I don't know if it's because a while back, I remember somebody saying, yeah, like there was record-breaking margins and that's what kind of flagged everybody, but nobody read into how much of that is actually going into the pockets of the stores themselves or companies. I don't know. And Sylvain Charlebois has found that food inflation has outpaced general inflation oh, okay. slightly, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that the grocery stores themselves are that much richer than they were. Right. And it's just, I mean, it's its easy to point at these massive grocery chains. It's easy to point at someone like Galen Weston, who is one of the richest people in Canada, yeah. and say, this is why we're paying so much. But, I mean, why didn't they do this three years ago? Yeah. Why didn't they? Do you think it's more likely that corporations just got greedy in the last two years? Or is that we've—is it that we've increased the money supply by unprecedented levels over the last two years. Like, you run the money printer at full tilt for two years straight, and the cost of everything is going to go up. I don't think corporate greed is what's driving that, but that's just... I'm just a dumbass. But (laughs) all the experts are, are saying the same thing. So I think this is just 
just a big show by the government. We're going to do a probe into this. And look, we're fighting for you. We're trying to find out why you're paying more for groceries. I think I know why we're paying more for groceries. It's why we're paying more for everything. Mm-hmm. It's because inflation has gone crazy, not in just in this country, but all over the place. Worldwide. It's because we increased the money supply over COVID. BNS in 20 minutes or less. So I have a friend um, who loves to collect things. He's a guy who, he loves to shop and he's got this big house and he has quite a bit of space and um, I'm growing a little bit concerned that he's on the verge of hoarding a little bit because he's got entire rooms now full of just stuff, stuff that he's bought and stuff that a lot of it is still brand new and, um, you know, you just kind of get to the point where luckily it's not extended into the main part of his house yet, but right. you still have a lot of rooms just full of stuff. Does he know? have a storage unit? He does. That's a good question. With more stuff? I don't know if he has a storage unit yet, but that would be the next thing. One red flag, though, that has recently been raised is that in one of the rooms where he has all of his stuff, looked in there, and he has three dog beds that he's purchased over time. Three dog beds. He's never had a dog. (laughs) So Okay. He's got three dog beds, which clearly (laughs) were on sale at one point or something. He found good deals on these dog beds, and he was just like, yeah, I'm going to pick up these dog beds. But, like, one is one thing. If you're planning on maybe getting dogs semi-soon, three of them, though, like... Three dog beds, no dog. You got three dog beds, no dog. Never had a dog, don't have a dog now. What do you you need three dog beds for? I would say that puts you in the hoarder category for sure. Okay. Either that or just, like, a a compulsive shopper. Yeah. Well, that, maybe it's that. Like, that's... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like at some point, you just kind of have to draw the line. You know, and again, like, why do you need... If you have one, but maybe he forgot he had one, and then he found another that's too good to pass up, but... It's, I'd be crazy not to. Holy... I mean, that is the psychology of sales, right? And yeah. they purposely do this, is because you go, well, it's too good a deal to pass up, and you buy it even if you don't need it, right? And that's... And it's not a good deal if it's, it's something not, you don't need. It's not a good deal. Yeah, three dog beds is not a good deal, okay? <laughs> With no dog. With no dog. <laughs> three that empty is, dog beds. It's not mm-hmm. a good deal. Not a good Okay. Yikes. Yeah, that's... Uh, so maybe I should have a little sit down. Like, we don't... We don't need three dog beds, okay? Maybe we can get rid of a couple of them. Maybe start selling some things. I mean, if he's if he's actually a hoarder, mm-hmm. then... I don't think he's a hoarder, because he's... Probably more than just, like, a passing yes. remark that will... And maybe it's just more of a compulsive shopping thing, right? Yeah. Because you think if it's... Well, although, I'll, I'll keep an eye, I'll just in case, because... Like you said, if it starts like encroaching into the rest of his living space, yeah. everyone has like one room or one drawer yes, or closet totally. that they're ashamed sometimes of. Like, even, don't look in there. Sometimes even two rooms full yeah. of storage and stuff. And that's just, I mean, the reality of living in condos and stuff as well. But so many of us park our vehicles on the street so that our garages can be full of useless crap. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering when the flag goes up. Like, is it four dog beds? Is that one? Like, if he gets another dog bed, I'll be like, okay. Now, now we need to talk. You need a dog, or you need, need to stop buying dog beds. VNS at 20 minutes or less. Recently on the show, you were talking about another phrase that you're not crazy about anymore. Big blank energy. Big blank energy, mm-hmm. and I admitted that I said it recently, and I felt shame. I felt shame. Although you said you were you were saying like somebody else said it and then you repeated it, so I was like, "That's fine, I give you a pass on that." Well, I thought I used it. I thought uh, I actually used it. I wasn't just repeating it. Mm, I don't know. I don't. I whatever. Anyway. Um. But I agree with you. I agree with you, and I shouldn't have said it. Well, it was just like big. I just kept seeing like all these things. People shoehorning it into everything. Like yeah. I was getting all these emails. Big fit energy for a gym and that kind of thing. I'm like, okay, enough about the blank, like blank, blank energy. vibes, fit vibes. Yes. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like. 
it's internet speak that I don't really like. Yeah. Thought of another one though. Um, and I actually caught you use this one using this one just recently. Oh. But this video came up on TikTok, and it was a video of someone. Uh, they had like a float plane, like a pontoon plane. Yeah. And they were landing on their waterfront property, and then this like, and then driving into their airplane hangar, and it said. When your husband brings his seaplane home for the first time to the new house to park it in our new basement garage hangar. And I was like, what do you mean when? <laughs> like, like that's a feeling that we're all supposed to know. Oh, yeah. I love I love when that happens. I love when my husband brings his seaplane home and parks yeah, it that's in a our bit garage of, that hangar. Is, what? No. It's ignorant. Yeah. And I think I think the one I saw you do recently was you were talking about how you bumped into a guy you went to high school with oh, in yeah. Brampton. Yeah. And your caption was like... When you bump into a guy you... When you bump into a guy that you went to Brampton High School with 17 years ago or whatever, and I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I love when that happens too. Like it's, yeah, and I never thought of it that way so as specific. in like people trying to relate to it. I was just like, I took a picture and posted the picture and was like, this is why. But yeah, you're right. When you say when at the beginning, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's almost mm-hmm. like it's it's an abbreviated version of that feeling when, right. which is something yes. that people are supposed to be able to relate to. I never thought it, of it that way, but you're right. And yeah. it's like a super specific situation. Outrageously expensive. So if you're like, or a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, hmm. it's yeah. just a very, like, 2022 internet way of, like, totally. captioning a photo. Like, you could just say, my husband brought his seaplane home and yes. parked it in our new basement. Okay, cool. Yeah. Or, or I you saw could say, my friend of 17 years. But it's because it's on the internet and it needs, like, a cheeky little caption. It has yeah. to be. It was something mm. to go with the photo. Because, yeah, I needed a relation to the photo. But, yeah, not say, I could have said just. People don't I just describe. Ran into my <laughs> yeah. friend. Yeah. People don't just describe their photos no. anymore. They don't just say, "This is a photo of me and my friend from high school no. who I haven't seen in 17 years." They have to say that feeling when. Big dad vibes. V and S in 20 minutes or less. I was out with somebody on the weekend who was an extremely quiet talker, and it really sucked because I couldn't hear what this person was saying for the life of me, and they kept trying to speak to me. And you can only ask, I'm sorry, what was that so many times before it just gets extremely awkward? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, uh, you can't ask three times. No. Like, sorry? Yes. Sorry I didn't hear that. Could you say it? It's like, okay, I, at this point, I just don't care. No. <laughs> so I basically, from that point on, just pretended I didn't hear them. Like after continually trying and straining, and it was just loud and there were so many noises around. And I was just like, I cannot hear this person. So I kind of turned away from them and then I could hear they were kind of saying something and they were still trying to talk to me and I just pretended I didn't hear it. I played dumb. I, I played deaf. Okay. I honestly was just like, nope, just gonna, they're talking over there. I can hear the chirps. I don't know what they're saying, but I can hear them trying. And I'm just, nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah, and just couldn't look their way for the next little while because I was like, I can't go through that again. I can't just what? Is there... Turn up the volume! <laughs> Is there any reason why someone might be a quiet talker that I'm not being sympathetic to? Maybe like, they have a weak vocal cords. So yeah, there, there's legitimately a reason. Okay. Maybe that's the thing. Because, I mean, if someone can't hear you, there's all kinds of issues people can have with their hearing. Yes. That... Could be the cause of that. Totally. But what about on the what about going the other way? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's people who do like have throat things that make it throat. Th- okay. That being said, do you have like, throat things? Why can't I hear you? Like honestly, I'm and I'm so sorry if that's what it was, but I I don't think it was. I think they were just a quiet talker and didn't realize it was really tough. I was just like, I don't know what to do in this scenario. Can you take vocal lessons? Do you think for that? Like, could I it, bet, I, yeah. I bet there'd be speech therapy for that. I don't know this person well enough, but if I did, maybe I could suggest that. Be like, hey, maybe you should 
Try singing lessons. They'll teach you to work from the diaphragm and speak up a little bit. Can you engage, engage your diaphragm when you're talking to me? But it's actually like a detriment to them, I think. Because if you go through life where nobody can really hear you, you probably think everybody's just ignoring you. But really, it's just we, we can't actually hear the words coming out of your mouth. You know, like. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll just like laugh and say, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I hope they didn't say something bad. Honestly. <laughs> and like. If you're a little hard of hearing, then I know people will do that. Like my grandmother used to just kind of smile and nod and pretend she heard and you could tell she didn't, yeah. but she just didn't want to again be the person going, what? What was that? And that's a bit different, but like- It is a bit different because it's on me to speak up so you can hear. Totally. Yeah. But if you're, let's say at a job interview, if the interviewer can't hear you, you're not getting the job, you know? No. There was a Seinfeld episode about this, I think. Really? About a quiet talker. Yeah. And it, it forces you to become a, that it forces you to become a close talker. You have to get too close to that person. Yeah, no. and, <laughs> and I didn't do that with this person. Like, that's just awkward at that point. You're sticking your ear to them. And as an interviewer, again, like, you know, how'd the interview go? Well, I don't know. They could be qualified, but I didn't hear. So. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Got a message in front of the show, Brad, yesterday. And Brad was saying that he has noticed fewer Halloween decorations this year. I agree. I know. Yeah, I mean, my neighborhood's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I, there have been. We talked about how there have been fewer Halloween stores pop up in you know some of the vacant buildings around mm-hmm. town, and even like the big box stores like Home Depot and Lowe's, like they used to have so many decorations, and they didn't this year. Yeah. And I don't know why. I didn't I hope COVID didn't kill Halloween. No, um, I think it's just maybe going to be slow to come back a little bit, but I think it's. I think it's good. Brad said Halloween's his favorite though, and he was wondering if we could make decorating for Halloween sexy. Yeah, and make Halloween to, decorations sexy. Yeah, try to get people excited about it again. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Can we do it? Yeah. Can we make Halloween I, decorations? We'll, we'll, we'll give it a go. Sexy. sexy. Ooh, put those bones right over here in my front yard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm nervous. What's under there? Can I take a peek? Will I be impressed? hear some creaks and groans but that's just part of the fun oh the dark lighting and music you really know how to set the mood Mm. is this too much blood do you think (laughs) what (laughs) what are you getting into over there what you been doing what you been doing oh my god is something going to pop out at me oh a frankenweenie VNS in 20 minutes or less. A Calgary Heritage Moment. The provincial government has recently posted tourism ads in Toronto trying to attract our eastern neighbors to move out west. These types of tourism ads are nothing new. In fact, in 1912, a book simply titled Calgary was published, and it's assumed to have been a little propaganda piece to entice the British to our city. The tagline the book chose for the city? Calgary the Phenomenal. The book alludes to Calgary being a place where hard work pays off and freedom is abundant. It states, He who will not work shall not eat, and he whose favorite task is to watch the toil of others will look in vain for a job until he feels the contagion of 
of endeavor and enters the ranks of men who matter. The book also states that Calgary is no place for, quote, the idler or the man who was born tired. In other words, Calgary has always been a city of workhorses with a mentality of work hard, play hard since its inception. This book speaks of how Calgary was the most progressive city of the Western Plains, and this was 100 years ago. As of January 1st, 1912, it said that 1,000 cars were registered in Calgary, which was apparently more automobiles per capita than any other city in the continent. This persuasive catalog also discussed how there were more than 40 places of worship back in 1912, which at the time was seen as a key attraction for immigrants. This one is a bit of a stretch, but the author is also trying to sell Calgary as a non-winter city. The book discusses Calgary Chinooks, saying that they keep the temperature mild and keep the snow away. They then speak of the over 300 days of sunshine, once again trying to lure the British away from the dreary, rainy British weather. We were boasted as a very cosmopolitan city with four theaters and 11 motion picture houses, as movie theaters were called back then. Very exciting. While this book paints an enthralling picture of the city and no doubt worked to lure many British away, the idea that we don't have a winter is straight up bollocks. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.